This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 298, for the week of Wednesday, the 8th of November, 2017. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eddie. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Sideshow Collectibles exclusive Cheetah Premium Format Statue and the WWE Elite Brutus Beefcake Action Figure. And our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Hasbro Star Wars Black Series Admiral Akbar and First Order Officer 2-Pack. Good day, gentlemen. How are we this evening? Hello. Hey. Good. I'm sore. It's been a long day. Uh, why are you sore? Maybe we don't want to know. I've just been on my feet all the weekend and today, and it's public holiday time here, which is busy time for me. So I'm just, I'm going to be a cranky butt tonight. I, I feel it. Cranky You've got the day off tomorrow. Like, let's be real here. I actually do. It's, uh, it's it's one of the first times in a while I'm not working a public holiday, so that's good. So for people that are wondering, Eddie and I have tomorrow off as a public holiday for the race that stops the nation, the Melbourne yeah. Cup. It's horses, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yep. yep. And it's funny, having only lived in Victoria for seven years, I've never cared less about the Melbourne Cup than when I moved here. <laughs> Because when it's not a public holiday, then you have like a sweep at work and you kind of get into it and whatever. And since I moved here, I have never watched it or paid attention to it and couldn't tell you anything that was happening with it. And I just happily take my day off. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Mm. So, Eddie, besides having Sorfi and having the day off tomorrow, what have you been up to recently? Uh, I did pick up the new Mario game on the Nintendo Switch, so I've just been collecting moons uh, with Mario, and that's that's been fun. <laughs> it's, been it's a really, <laughs> really good game. It, it reminds me of uh, Mario 64, and I've had a lot of fun just kicking back and uh, playing uh, that. It's been a while since I've enjoyed a video game as much, so between that and Zelda, I'm really liking uh, my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> good for yeah. you. Very yeah. Good. And Mr. Ben, uh, what have you been up to recently? Uh, I have uh, been accused of becoming a brony, which uh, you know I'm not all that comfortable with. Well, I took how the was opportunity. <laughs> to be honest, it was pretty dull. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it held my attention. Um, the the fish milkshake tadpoles are nine, seven, and seven, and in order to give uh, their mum some uh, time to herself on Sunday, I took them all out for breakfast and then to go and see the My Little Pony movie theatrical event, uh, which they were all extremely excited about, and it went down very well, and they gave it six thumbs up. Uh, I, on the other hand, found it difficult to maintain my attention and I, I may have uh, checked the integrity of my eyelids for light leaks a couple of times and 
only came awake when Sia was blaring out her uh, song and whatnot. So, yes, that event is run and won, and hopefully we won't get a sequel for a few years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, I I know – I know the whole ethos. Like I know who the main six are and I, uh, you know, I know who the, the recurring villains and everything. So I, I kind of know all these characters by because it, it's, it's on at home all the time. So, you know, I should have been more enthusiastic, but yeah. Sorry. Like you can Couldn't. almost follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I almost cared. Almost cared. <laughs> almost yeah. cared, but not quite. <laughs> I remember that age when, because, uh, you know, a lot of kids' movies these days have something for the adults as well. Um, and so sometimes you kind of think, oh, wow, this is going to be a dragon. Actually, you're quite entertained. But then there are those films where the, there's just not enough to hold uh, the attention of anyone over the age of eight you know, or nine. And, um, yeah. and, yeah. The, the, the saving grace, then, is that it's dark, and so no one notices if you fall asleep as long as you don't snore. Well, that's exactly right, yeah. And I think this one's just a little bit too young for for the older audience. It just, you know, there's a few little jokes here and there that went well. Like, there was actually a, a couple where they referenced other Hasbro properties, and the character would actually kind of look at the screen and you'd know that it was a joke. I mean, it wasn't funny, but you kind of picked up. There were those little things in there. And oh, I spent most of the time just going, I know that voice. I know that vo- Oh, who is it? Who is it? It's that guy. It's the guy from that film, you know, the one? Mm-hmm. The one that has the thing that does the thing with the car. And, yeah, just trying to pick all the, the names. And um, one of the main villains actually turned out to be, uh, 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 what's her name from Guardians of the Galaxy, that played Gamora. So oh, really? I picked her. Yeah, so I picked her fairly quickly, and Emily Blunt, and a whole bunch of others. So. Anyway, Mister uh, Mister Scotty, seen any interesting kids films? No, I haven't even seen Thor yet. Um, oh, I, well, come on! I know, I know. Well, the whole family wants to see it, um, which is good. Tick and trying to get the four of us together at one time to do anything these days is. Like wackadoodle, so Mrs. Scotty and the youngest Scottette are at a horse thing today and tomorrow, uh, and then um, tonight um, the eldest Scottette had a friend over, and I've actually taken dropped them off to watch a movie, but not Thor because they have to see Thor with me. So hopefully this coming weekend um, we'll um, do that. So I'm still settling into the new job thing. I am. Uh, heading off to Sydney for a few days um, this week, and uh, that is all good. And edging into, segueing into acquisitions, which is the other thing that we've got to talk about here, um, I did finally, I've been saying the last two weeks I've been so busy that I have not had a chance to open recent acquisitions, but I actually did manage yesterday to get in and open all the things. So that was a a positive thing. All of the things. Hooray! All of, all of the things. There were quite a few. <laughs> um, and I um, opened my sideshow uh, Cheetah, which I'm going to be reviewing tonight. I opened my sideshow Huntress, which um, am I waiting for you to get that? or? Uh, yeah, I just haven't got around to ordering it from anyone in particular. Um, yep. I was going to get it, pick it up locally because I wasn't that fussed on the, uh, the exclusive. So I thought, oh, I'll get that locally. And I just haven't got around to it so yeah, well, yes I just, get me. 
I wanted to just do a little public service announcement about Huntress um, because, uh, as I, I have passed this on to you, Ben, um, the the ones that have shipped from side, the ones that are shipping now, are shipping with a cape defect. Um, so there's a purple cape with white trim, and the white trim has got bleed. Like some of the purple fabric has bled onto the white trim. And so I got a thing because I had pre-ordered mine from Sideshow before it even arrived. I got a thing from Sideshow saying we are aware of this, and if you purchase it, anyone who purchases it through Sideshow will receive a replacement cape. So cool. yes, so I just thought I would mention that because that might influence your decision about where you get it from. Because um, yes. obviously it could be harder to. Although I mean I I think. You know, with Sideshow, they you actually don't have to uh, – as long as you've got a picture of the base showing the numbering and stuff. Oh, I generally, okay. yeah. Yes, I do generally think that they will um, honor that, although I can't speak from personal experience, but that just, that's how I read the replacement part thing. Mm, um, okay. But I just thought it's worth mentioning because obviously it would be a bit of a nasty surprise if you – um, I mean, honest, I have to say, while it's, I did notice it, if I hadn't been told that it was an issue, I just would have gone, oh, okay, I guess that's what they've mm, okay, mm. it's doesn't. It's not blotchy. It is consistent right across the white bit of the cape. Um, but there you go. So mm. I just thought I'd, Fair I enough. would mention that for anyone that was still thinking about getting it, um, that you may want to consider getting it directly from Sideshow just to make sure that you do get that replacement cape. Yeah, it does sound like the better option. Yeah. Yes, yes. Isn't it? Uh, I, I, I can only imagine if you were like a product manager in Sideshow, and obviously the proof that they would have approved wouldn't have had that issue. And then, you know, when you find out yeah. that they're all shipping but, something like that, that would be a bad day at the office. But I mean, it must have happened fairly quickly. It's not like. It's not like those things were manufactured and they were fine for six months and then it slowly bled in. Like it must no, have happened, happened right pretty right. quickly after they were manufactured. So yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of the I think risks um, in the way that manufacturing is done now, where you know it's uh, unlikely that you would have someone on the ground supervising all of it. You you get a proof, you approve it on the basis of that proof. And then you've got to trust that what you get mm. matches that. And at the same yeah. time, the yeah. company, you know, is is trying to hopefully do a good job, but also do it as cheaply as possible to actually make a profit. Um, but at least they're making good on it, and it, and and that it was proactive. Like I think getting a getting that before you've even got the item, you know, mm. is at least reassuring that they're on top of it and that they're going to do something about it. Um, but it's kind of. It just always strikes me as, you know, even though that is such a pain, it obviously still must be cheaper for them to do it that way and then have to do things like this than actually yeah. manufacture it closer to home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. true. true. Hmm. Um, so in the acquisition spaces, boys, what have you uh, – oh, I should say the other thing that I did pick up, and I w I'm going to try and organize to review this with John because I know he loves the bombshells, is the – Harley Quinn Deluxe Bombshell. 
um, statue because oh. I never got the yes. original. Um, so the original one was her, and she was meant look looking like she was riding a rocket kind of thing. On the deluxe one, they've actually done the whole fleshed out the whole base. Um, so you get it, this mm-hmm. kind of same design, but with a bigger base with more detail in the whole rocket and things. And uh, it's actually pretty cool. Hmm. Oh, that's very cool. nice. Yeah. Hmm. So what you got, guys? Yeah. Well, uh, 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 I've been in uh, Star Wars Black Mode, mm-hmm. um, firing off a, a few messages to Eddie when certain things arrive in store and huh? buying them so that um, Toys R Us can put them on sale the next day. Uh, people. So <laughs> just, very just helping to cool things. So yes. I've been getting the numbers of stormtroopers and AT-80 drivers up and picking up the new Praetorian Guard, plus a two-pack that I'm talking about tonight. Um, I'm trying to think what else I picked up. The oh, I picked up the ten-inch Usagi Usagi Yoyimbo figure from the new Turtles line, which was a bit oh, of a, an you. odd one. Bit from yeah, a bit out of left field, so I'll uh, I'll review that on a future show, and I have a, a couple of statues to review as well. So I'm going okay. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I had my SH Figure Arts uh, Nappa come in, uh, so I was very excited about that, and he's a very big uh, Saiyan boy. I also had my Netflix Marvel Avengers. Uh, arrived finally, so I've got them yes, in hand, yeah. and I was actually surprised that the Daredevil has a bit of a squishy head. Uh, I think they might have molded <laughs> him in softer plastic for the horns on his head, but it's kind of weird having a Marvel Legends with a squishy head. Uh, managed to pick up my extra Plutonian Guard for when my second series uh, arrives. I've got two then, but because they've all got different helmets, I don't know if I want to army build these or they're all going to be individual or what some of it holding off going too deep on the, uh, elite guard there. And just today I didn't even realize it was out or around, but, uh, I was passing through a comic store on my way to work and found the new commando spawn figure. And he actually, I haven't had a chance to open him yet, but looks like he's got a lot more articulation than, uh, previous spawns and uh, I'd like to point out since I did my big spawn line breakdown about a year ago uh, spawn figure releases has gone up by about 200% over the last <laughs> five years so uh, I think uh, the FBA podcast can claim credit for that well there you go nice nice well there done you go. Hmm. Well, well, and Scotty oh. I got my uh, shipping notice <laughs> on my uh, Justice League movie Mira figure from Amazon. So she's coming. Oh, Mira. Mm. I, I was like, Mirror yeah. figure? Well, who's that? What? <laughs> who's Amber making Heard. that? She comes, she comes with uh, it's Amazon exclusive uh, Mattel, the regular Mattel line. Ah, Amazon exclusive? Yep. Uh, whatever. I don't hmm. want movie figures, blah, blah, blah. It comes with two little dogs, so I'm I hoping that care. she gets through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what she did there. Well, uh, she won't have Barnaby Joyce to deal with anymore. So, <laughs> He's got his own problems. Um, but look, our show has got something for everyone tonight. We've got Sideshow, Hasbro, Mattel, DC, Star Wars, WWE. So I reckon we should um, get into it and uh, talk about some things. Let's. 
Dings! If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. And these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And Scotty, you're kicking things off tonight with something on the wild side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was you, bad, babe. wasn't it? Oh, that was so good. <laughs> that was so bad. It was good. Over to you. Over to you, all right? All right? Uh, over, over to me. To over you. to me. So <laughs> I... It's been a little while since I reviewed a uh, Sideshow Premium format. I think the last one would have been Black Canary for me because I'm DC only in this uh, space. And I have had a couple on pre-order that I've been waiting for, and they both shipped basically at the same time. Um and right, right as I was about to change jobs, and we talked about this last week, that, oh, and I found out that I can have things delivered to my new office. Yay! Um, the <clears throat> the um, uh, So Cheetah and Huntress, um, and wow, the shipping, my goodness, it's getting really expensive. Um, it is, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, getting, but, I mean, I, I thought it was just the big things, but it's everything. Uh, no. Um, I have to say that, like I did when I got the shipping notice, I did look at okay, if I bought this like at pop culture or whatever, then how and it was it really was no different with the conversion rate and that was not the exclusive. So I was like, Oh well what the heck? I you know, the, the exclusives do tend to have a better <clears throat> aftermarket, you know, value. So I kind of feel like if I'm gonna put this amount of money into it, it's worthwhile, you know, having those. Um, and Cheetah is one that I probably would have passed on if not for the exclusive, but that gets interesting when we talk a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> so this is a 2017 um, release. This is uh, the one of the latest in the DC um, premium format line from um, Sideshow, and uh, it is was designed by Alex Pachenko, Zach Rohn, and Keith Kapinski, and sculpted by Igor Cacho. E- sorry, Igor Cacho. Um, <clears throat> and I'll start with the packaging. So I have this the, the really interesting dichotomy between the two things. I know I'm not reviewing Huntress right now, but I just want to talk about the experience of unpacking the two of these because I got Huntress and... That is a huge box, um, long-wise. So if you think about, like, Hawkeye, um, you know, that kind of weird shape of that um, oh, box. Like, yeah, long, la- yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Kinda, it sh- should lay flat, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no no um, kind of spacers 
in the box. And so, of course, it's been bashed around and it's dented and there's a tear in the art box and all those great annoying things, um, which is a real shame because the Huntress box is actually, I think, the nicest sideshow box I've ever seen because uh, it's mm. actually got all this um, comic book art on it. But we'll talk about that when we do it together. Um, <clears throat> so I did that first and I was like, grumble, grumble, you know, I wish they'd do better with this, blah, blah, blah. And then I opened um, the Cheetah box and I opened it up and I saw, oh, spacers, that's good. And I thought, hold on, what's inside here? Another cardboard box. So for, I don't, I, I don't know why, but the Cheetah is double box, double cardboard, um, outer, outer cardboard with spacers. And then inside that is another cardboard box with all the printing and everything on it that I right. remember, etc. And then inside that, the art box. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I I cannot think I've of one I've ever seen hmm. like that before. Does that <laughs> now really you know why it's it? it's so heavy and you're paying so much on shipping. It's all that bloody cardboard. But look, I'll pay for that. that I think that's fantastic because you know the, the those art boxes when they get damaged, that sort of thing, and it's a real pain. And particularly if you do ever try and sell these things, some people don't care, but some people are really you know picky about that. Sort yeah. of stuff. So it's just annoying. Um, so I think this would be a great idea. Although, I mean, I realize some of them, like Huntress, is already so big that if they did that, it would just make it enormous. Um, but I thought that was interesting. And I and then I thought, oh, I wonder if this is going to have the, you know, if there's going to be any printing on this second box, but the whole, you know, sideshow item uh, number, etc. It's all there on the second box as well. And then open it up, and uh, it was. It's a pretty ordinary art box. Um, so I was like, why couldn't they have protected the really cool Huntress one? And you know, <laughs> who cares about this boring one that looks like an eighth grade graphic design product and done in you know, 10 minutes? Mm. Um, so um, this is just the, uh, you know, your kind of stock um, leopard skin, you know, cheetah skin, whatever. Uh, with jungle pattern and then a picture of the piece on the front of it. Woohoo! Um, inside, then we've got the um, the 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 base, um, the body um, with tail is all one piece, and then the two heads because I've got the exclusive, so I've got the swap out head. Um, my piece is this is the exclusive, and it's. Item edition number 104 of 500 for the exclusive. Um, the base is pretty nondescript kind of, uh, you know, jungle thing with some weird hieroglyphs. <laughs> I've got no idea um, on it. Um, it's kind of it's interesting. The whole Mayan Incan kind of feel, the whole South American vibe. Yeah. It's, it's actually very... Um, Liam Sharp from the new DC Rebirth, this sort of like heavy uh, plant root design amongst um, sort of mm. stone temple was used a lot for the borders of the panel in the new Wonder Woman comic in that um, uh, his uh, issues of the first arc. So it's, mm. And that was actually one that strongly featured and yeah. was about uh, sort of the – uh, new origin for Cheetah in the current universe, and she was a very heavy part. So I don't know 
time-wise, if it would be enough time for them to work it in, because they, they probably would have been worked on at the same time. But nice coincidence, if not. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, and then there's some, you know, there's like tree roots, there's rocks, and then there are there's some vegetation that's actually kind of made out of a bit of a um, kind of plasticky material. So it's got a kind of different um, feel to it, which is you know quite um, interesting. And then this piece, the exclusive, comes with swap out heads. So that this, if if you are really particular about uh, your different versions of characters and comic accuracy then this piece will not be for you um because we, it's it's a mishmash of cheetah isms from <laughs> different uh things particularly the exclusive um so but we'll start with the the regular um so the regular is kind of the barbara minerva um what and is that is the new 52 one well wait hold on is is the rebirth one barbara minerva or yeah, no, it's um, still Barbara. So Barbara is generally more the um, sort of more Catwoman design. I, I mean, yeah. sorry, that's very confusing in DC terminology. Um, so she's <laughs> sort of more the, the spliced genetics, like half animal, half woman. Um, but she has been depicted with the um, more skin suit design of pre-crisis and super friends uh, as yeah. well. So both could uh, cross um, that kind of line. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, it's that kind of feel. And I, I guess the, the nice thing about this is that I think it's generic enough that you could kind of apply the regular version to a few different incarnations of Cheetah and feel like it ticked that box for you, um, you know, depending on where, where you loved her most. It's definitely not the kind of super modern, you know, really souped up weird headdress thing, um, cheetah. Um, but yeah, I, I think if that you'd be hard pressed to kind of pin it down to an issue where she looked exactly like this. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. Um, and then when you, uh, pop on the, um, exclusive head, which is the Priscilla rich, you know, um, girl in a cheetah suit, cheetah, um, it, it, which is, you know, was the kind of draw card for me of buying it because I'm more of a classic guy. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, certainly it. I think it's lovely that they did that nod to the classic, um, but when you kind of look at it with that head on, it, it does clang a little bit just because of the it still works like you know it's but it's it's you know it's not your super friends cheetah that's for sure <laughs> yeah mm, mm. <laughs> um it's very I, I could be wrong but i think it's the tony daniel design from his run on justice league um but that that's more of a guess then yeah, yeah. Well, I'm relying on you to give a modern yeah. reference for this because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean anything to me. Just, you know, I just remember the big ears being part of his design, and this is with a spliced uh, head, not the uh, a Super Friends head. Yeah, yeah. I just I think that 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 kind of um, uh, the Tony Daniel one did have a kind of funky headpiece or something for a while, didn't she? She like I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh, no. No, no. I don't know. She had spots on her head and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, like I said, I don't. I, I think this is, you know, kind of a mishmash of, of yeah. Cheetahs, but for a placeholder, obviously, we're not going to get more than one premium from it. Cheetah, I think it's amazing that we got one, um, and, you know, it's not a reuse of anything else. It's a... Um, obviously a, a low run, but I think, you know, as a universe builder, um, this is what I collect lines for. It's not just, oh, great, another version of the same characters over and over again. It's like, oh, my gosh, they made Cheetah. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, that that's why I ended up pulling the trigger on this one. Um, the, the sculpt work is really nice. The pose is great. And actually, um, despite the wide stride in her stance because she has got her right foot perched on the front of the base and left kind of um you know on the 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 back of it um the tail is out there as well but she's actually not a terrible space hog um she's Mm. not huge um uh, you know and compared to some of the other um pieces um and so she does actually fit um as long as you've got a little bit of depth in your display. Um, the tail is uh, sculpted. It doesn't have any give in it, which I was a little bit surprised about. I kind of thought that, you know, with the success that they've had with more flexible um, material for some of those pieces, that they, they might have Gosh. got a little bit of give in it. I know, it's a bit scary. It'd be a dusting um, nightmare. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's fairly sturdy. I'm not going to put it to the test, but like it's, you know, you're not going to just brush it and snap it, but it could, it, yeah. It, I, I just thought, man, that's going to have to really have good care taken. Um, and I wish it had been made out of something a little bit more flexible. Um, I think both the head sculpts are really nice on their own. Um, like I said, I don't, I, I, the Super Friends one is fun, um, but. Uh, and that and that's definitely the one that I thought that I would be displaying, but I'm going to be displaying it with the regular head because it just looks so much better, um, you know. And it's really made more with the body that goes with that head, if that makes sense. Um, one of the things that is really, I think, a nice touch about this is that the larger cheetah spots are actually sculpted on the piece. They're not just all painted on. So the the sculptor and designer have actually, you know, taken some time to uh, include that in the in the sculpt in the design. Um, and uh, it, I, the only thing then that um, does I don't know draw a little bit back from that is just the way that the paint is applied um, over them because some of the lines are quite visible. Um, just in terms of the way that the paint has been applied on the kind of raised spots, um, and that then draws your eye to it in maybe a way that mm. wasn't intended. Um, <clears throat> the the paintwork though on the rest of it is great. Um, the both of the heads have got really nice paint. The eyes are um, really nice. The the colors of the eyes are really striking particularly the priscilla rich um piece with her green eyes they really um stand out um and the expressions are so are really different the um super friends i know it's not you know the priscilla rich one has got kind of Mm. more of a a cheeky 
you know, almost kind of smirk on her, whereas the the regular the Barbara Minerva head is, you know, more savage. Um, it was really easy to put together. The swap out heads work really well because she's got the little totem necklace thing, um, you know, that is a nice seam for the heads to come on. Oh, actually, I tell a lie. The the totem necklace is actually sculpted on each head, um, and so then that makes a nice little overlay over the the kind of chest piece um, to hide the seam. Um yeah, so so just from looking at the photos, what are you guys thinking about this piece? Any thoughts, comments? I love the face sculpt on the Super Friends version. I'm really digging that smile Smirk. and the eyes. <laughs> it just, I, it could just be even be like your photography skills that, but that that looks r- like realistic and like a lot of character. Yeah, in there. really yeah. digging that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the piece. I definitely like the. I like when you get an exclusive that that really changes the feel. You're not just getting a different expression. You know, you can effectively display two different characters. Yeah. Uh, if you if you wanted to, and and I was on the fence with this one. Um, I didn't actually commit to buying it, and you know, I still like to pick it up in the future. But like yourself, you know, you have to be picky with some of these things. So um, yeah. she didn't didn't quite sort of cross the line for me but I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out so yeah I, I think this is actually one of the better looking paint jobs too I, I think an opportunity to really do something a bit different yeah I mean I, I I agree with you I really like when the exclusive um is uh something significant I think you know there's times where it, you know it can't always be a um a swap out head but you know to take again to take Huntress for an example you know, I think the exclusive with her, which is a second crossbow instead of the stake thing, is is cool, but it's not dramatically different. Um, yeah. And you know, and that is a character where you could have, you really could have done another head sculpt um, and given a different, a very different feel for different incarnations of the character. Um, yeah. So I really like that they have done that with this. One and that and again, that's why I pull the trigger. Even though I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I'm torn when I look at the photos of because I've I've got the regular version sitting here now, and then when I look at the photos of the um, ex- exclusive head, I'm like, oh, it really does look nice. But um, yeah, when I had it on, I don't know. It just didn't kind of for me in the same <laughs> but way. But things yeah. can be that way. Sometimes things look awesome in photographs, but when you have them in hand, they're not as. I mean, Revoltek have made a career out of <laughs> that. Mm, mm. Look, Just it a doesn't, bit of action humor it, for you? Yeah, look, it doesn't look bad at all. It's just like in comparison, I just think that the, the other, the, the regular head is more striking. Um, and um, I suppose if I didn't have the regular head, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd just think, oh, cool, I've got Cheetah. Um, but yeah, this is one where, I, you know, I would actually consider – Rotating the heads around if I could be bothered. Yeah. 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 So mm. I, I, I really have nothing to complain about this piece. I, I think that it's probably just in terms of where it sits in the, you know, in the gamut of things, it's probably a really solid eight out of 10, you know, mm. dollies, um, I, you know, in terms of there's no, there's no real issues. It's not, um, you know, the, the most amazing, 
overly detailed or you know there's no soft goods or you know that sort of thing in the yeah, um, yeah. as far as it goes um but uh definitely a really fun thing to add to the collection it was really funny when i had these two um out in our little activity room which is in between the kids bedroom and i uh, was doing photos and things and my eldest who you know is a flash fan walked through the room mm. and she just stopped and she went you mean they've done cheetah and they still haven't done flash yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i know <laughs> Uh, it's because you keep writing to Sideshow, don't you? Because you know you're going to have to get two. <laughs> no, 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 we've already, we've already agreed to share. We've already agreed to share. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Good work. Good work. I know. I, yeah, so, but I thought that was really funny and it did remind me. I'm like, yeah, there's a couple of gaping holes here. I'm not quite sure what yeah. the holdup there has been. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that is my review. Lovely. Thank you, Scotty. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Big Mac to my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Buddhist <laughs> beef cake. Here's Tori <laughs> Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer <laughs> Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars, they're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah! Well, Justin is on a bit of a wrestling kick at the moment. Uh, I'm not quite sure what this says about him and where he is at in his life right now. But he, uh, once again, wasn't able to join us this week, but has very dutifully sent in a uh, review of another WWE figure. So over to you, Justin. Okay, my toy of the week is the WWE Elite Collection flashback figure of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Been on a bit of a wrestling collection kick in the past few weeks, and these flashback figures are excellent. Uh, this has been noted as the first time in this line, the Elite line, so when I saw Brutus the Barber Beefcake on the shelf, I knew I had to get him. So in doing research for this, I did know a little bit of this, but I'll just run through some of uh, Brutus's <laughs> Brutai's uh, in-ring names. For, for a while there, he had a few, and here is the list. Baron Beefcake, Big Brother Booty, The Booty Man, Brother Brutai, Brute Force, The Butcher, The Clipmaster, The Disciple, Dizzy Hogan, Ed Boulder, Eddie Hogan, The Mariner, the Man with No Name, The Zodiac, and The Zodiac Man. Birth name is Ed Leslie, and obviously this review will be of his most famous time and his most go- if most famous guys as Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Okay, so the company is Mattel. All these uh, fantastic flashback figures are coming from Mattel. Uh, making it elite is the extra articulation that puts them steps them further away from the basic figures so you get the added articulation most noticeably would be the double double knees double knee joints and the ab articulation year of release was this year picked him up just a little while ago stockpile of a few wwe figures this is a six inch figure very expensive in australia especially with this elite branding they stand out from the basic figures. The basic figures basically $19, $19 around that mark. 
and these elite figures are about 34 so yes they're quite expensive uh, the packaging is that box window display um, packaging that uh, they've been using for a while now with these elite figures the styling is pretty good so the flashback figures have got the red and the gold with the old WWF insignia on this one as well there are on the back some vital statistics um, including that the garb that he's wearing is from the ring attire of November 1989. So the 80s were coming to an end, but uh, judging by the style and colouring of his clothing, Brutus did not want the 80s to end at all. <laughs> so it's collector-friendly, slides out in a plastic tray that you can put all the goodies back in if you really wanted to. Okay, the sculpting is fantastic. It's... It's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. His eyes are, have been sculpted in this really wide-eyed stare uh, with a cheesy sort of grin and almost reminiscent of the old Hasbro figures with this grin on Ed Leslie. I mean, we all know that wrestling is a bit of a cartoon sort of anyway, but this is like a combination of cartoon and realistic sculpting for the face, that's for sure. It's... Uh, it's really good. The The mullet is uh, out of control for this one. Definitely business at the front and party at the back. The sculpting for the hair is quite quite well done indeed as well. The uh, On these elite figures, always the the wrinkles in the boots as well and the lacing is always done in a, in a really good way as well. So sculpting can't complain. You, you would know straight away who this figure was if you're an 80s fan of wrestling, that's for sure. Okay, now the paint. With his uh, garish ring attire, <laughs> we have uh, zebra-painted pants with sections that have uh, been sort of almost uh, cut away, obviously on purpose. Now, in his ring attire, he had like uh, fishnet um, panels, I guess you could describe it, in his pants. And they've done a, a little big thing here where they've uh, raised the sort of area to to sort of try and copy that. It's a it's pretty good effect. I mean, it's better than using actual sort of like stocking material, I guess, which would perish over time. So it's it's all sculpted in that in that degree. Um, so he has zebra pants on, styling of the pants. Also, his uh, gloves, uh, zebra again, but these are sort of yellow. I, mean, I guess it would be tiger in this instance, <laughs> tiger striped, yellow and black. Um, the painting is, is spot on. There's no slop or anything like that. Really good around the face and the hair as well, especially where the hair meets the uh, top of the forehead and around the ears. There's no slop at all in this figure. Um, Colour choices are really good. We mentioned before it's from his ring attire from 1989, and it's it's quite it's quite well done. Someone at uh, Mattel really likes uh, Brutus the Barber. <laughs> the articulation, I counted them. There's 19 points of articulation on elite figures, including double knees, um, which can get him into some curious poses the the accessories that brutus the barber beefcake comes with as well are his famous garden shears with the red and white tape uh, around the handles to go with his uh, barber sort of uh, incarnation as well comes with a soft material coat almost like a tuxedo but it's pink and white with cutaway at the rear to make it look a bit ragged, a bit more stylish. Also comes with a grey bow tie with uh, no shirt underneath, which is always an interesting choice. 
uh, in the boxing itself comes with a collect collectible exclusive diorama display of an arena area. Um, still in the packaging here, is really no desire for me to, to put that. I don't. It looks good when it's all together, but obviously if you're not collecting the whole line, just to have one little panel doesn't really make much sense. Now the the playability is very good. I mean, you can get him in some deep poses. The ad ab articulation really helps as as the, does the um, double knee joints. Now to give this a rating out of ten, I probably have to give uh, Ed Leslie, also known as Brutus the Barber Beefcake, probably a solid nine out of ten. I mean, it's everything you could want in a in an action figure from Mattel, especially these flashback ones are excellent. They're doing a really good job. In their waves, uh, combining the flashback figures with the modern day figures, it's really good to see them doing that. It's good seeing the old WWE, uh, WWF, I should say, uh, logo on the packaging as well. And um, yeah, no complaints here. So no mistaking who this is. I think the cartoon, the cartoon, the combination of the cartoon and series head is a really good idea because he's always seen as like a over the top sort of character. So once again, 9 out of 10 for Brutus the Barber Beefcake. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, whenever we do toy breakdowns, I get a little bit nervous because I was that kind of kid that looked after my toys really well. <laughs> um, my best friend and next-door neighbor, Timmy, when I was growing up, he used to drive me insane because he had really cool toys, but they were always all broken. Anything that you wanted to play with, you'd be like, this, and you go, oh, it's broken. Oh, about this? Oh, yeah, I broke that. And I'd be like, what? how do you break <laughs> toys? You look after them. So anyway, there, I just want to clarify, there are no toys actually broken in the toy breakdown. It's just a saying. We're just analyzing them. We're discussing them in more detail. And if we accidentally break them, we'll cry. Right. <laughs> uh, but I'm safe from this one because I don't have these toys. I'm just going to listen to Ben and Eddie break them. And if they do accidentally break them, I'll pretend to sympathize and actually laugh quietly. Um, oh, so, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not really. I'll feel really bad for you. Okay, here we go. Um, over to you dudes for the um, breaking down of the toys where no toys are actually broken. <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> so we are talking okay. about the Star Wars Hasbro Black Series 2-pack, which features Admiral Akbar and the First Order officer, uh, who I call Dylan. You said that in your message, and I went, and I seriously thought his name was Dylan. So I've been thinking for the rest of today oh, yes. that his name is Dylan. And it wasn't until I got the box out about 10 minutes ago, and it's like, what the hell is Eddie talking about? His name's not Dylan, it's like First Order Officer. So I thought maybe he had like an inside scoop or something that I didn't. Well, 
<laughs> I might because uh, to jump ahead a little bit, uh, he does have uh, some. Is it Quiche, the Star Wars writing? Begins oh, with a K. I'm, I'm blanking on yeah, it. I think it's like Quiche yeah. or Quiche or something. Uh, well, but that uh, Star Wars letter language he has around his arm, and it actually says Dylan. Hmm. So uh, okay, I'm so assuming that a... someone behind the scenes there uh, putting their name uh, on him. But yeah, I've I taking the name that he has written on him and calling him Dylan. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but go. yeah, so this was a two packets of Toys R Us exclusive. Uh, now, Ben, you picked it up here in Australia, didn't you? I That I did at my Australia. local Toys R Us. Uh, one of one of three that were on the shelf. Hmm. So they uh, appear to be a bit sparse at the moment. So if you see them, grab them. Yeah, I uh, had a bit of FOMO uh, when <laughs> it was announced that this yeah, pack was coming out. Uh, it was actually similar to uh, announcements of uh, Toys R Us's uh, current uh financial situation which wasn't good and i began to worry whether or not we might see them here in australia even though the australian toys r us isn't affected uh by the head company in the us's Mm. financial setup uh things like uh hasbro making deals and exclusives and shipping them and all that does come up into the air so uh i picked one up on ebay which i got uh, at a fairly good price, I think, because was it sixty dollars here? Uh, no, uh, I, they're seventy nine ninety five, but I had fourteen dollars in points, so that's the only reason I picked it up. <laughs> well, mine cost me ninety dollars with shipping included, so just just a little bit over. I ended up paying, so that's not not too not too bad um, you've got to take a so, chance to cool it for the rest of us yeah well, i think that was when i brought it i actually sent you a message saying it's cooled you can go <laughs> <laughs> and when you brought <laughs> it where grid. did you take it i took it from the post box into my house okay <laughs> just I'm checking purchasing on the brought pal uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness okay uh, Go on. but yes i was very excited to uh have these guys i was actually disappointed when i went to force friday because uh these were listed to appear on force friday but i don't think even in the u.s they really appeared at that time they seemed to drift out a little bit later but being at a toys r us I was on the lookout for them. And one reason being is I am a big Admiral Akbar fan, yet weirdly have never actually owned an Admiral Akbar figure. What? Yeah. So there's certain figures that just seem to uh, skip. And for some reason, I feel like we just didn't really get Return of the Jedi waves here. Uh, For some reason, they seem to keep... Uh, that being a wave that doesn't end up on uh, pegs. I'm not talking about the original release, but when uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the later Kenner years and sort of the Hasbro years when they used to release waves based on a movie, it feels mm. like it's always the return of the Jedi wave here that ended up being the rare one because recently it was 
uh, Ewok Appreciation Day. And I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll stick up a picture of an Ewok further and realized I don't actually own any Ewok action uh. figures as well. So uh, <laughs> it seems you're, to be something you're just a, a disgrace. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we, it's, we need to really um, widen our questionnaire before we let people <laughs> on here. Like, yeah. Well, I'm ashamed, but I, I, can, I can now hold uh, my fish head high and say that I own an Admiral Akbar figure, uh, which I am excited, even though he is wearing uh, sort of the green and blues of the Resistance and not his iconic white suit from the end. I'm sure Hasbro will have a uh, new figure on its way shortly uh, to get its money worth out of the Mon Calamari mold. Uh, yes. but Whatever which, do you I, mean? Yeah. <laughs> Reuse. Yeah. M- money's <laughs> worth? What? <laughs> but this is some fantastic sculpting on oh, yeah. Shed. It's really nice. The amount of crinkles and orifices that he has, oh, uh, tendril pieces. <laughs> He's got those <laughs> weird, bulgy fish heads. <laughs> Uh, I'm eyeballs. really tired, just yeah. so you know. I'm really, I'm sorry that my self control is so bad tonight, but orifices. <laughs> sorry, go yeah. ahead. Mm. No, look, like holes on the back of his head. Like, I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know, you're right. Uh, you're, yeah, yeah. He's, he's liver totally spots. Intrude. Yeah. He's, he's oh, liver no, I'm, spots. Talking, I'm talking just b- behind the eye. He's got like these weird mm. little circle ones and. Yeah. You know, I have to confess, when they solicited this set, uh, my first thought was, oh, okay, so, you know, if you want any generic officers, you're going to end up with uh, 47 Admiral Akbars um, in order to sort of, you know, do any army building. Um, and, and I wasn't actually that thrilled at the idea because I wanted, like most of us, a, a classic Akbar, but I thought I'll keep an eye out for it. And if the opportunity arises, I'll I'll pick it up. And even when I finally saw it on the shelf uh, on the weekend, uh, I wasn't actually that thrilled. And as I said, the only reason I, I actually picked this up is because I cashed in some reward points to to get it cheaper. And uh, I brought it home on the weekend, and I popped it uh, on my desk, and it kind of sat there for the next two days. Um, so then, you know, Eddie, when you and I sort of talked about what we'd um, talk about in the breakdown for this episode, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go and sort of crack them open and have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a play and that sort of thing. Uh, and then I, my attitude changed completely. Like, so like you said, uh, there's some sin- insane detail on this figure. So it is really, really nice. I did. Yeah, and yeah. Now you're a believer. A song like that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but... Um, there's a lot of detail in this figure. It's really nicely done. Yeah, the um, particularly so we mentioned it's got really wonderful uh, sculpting, but then there are just layers and layers of sort of orangey red paint uh, here that's just very well applied, like his liver spots and darkening around the eyes. Then on the inside, you've got sort of the salmony pink flesh. Uh, of his inner mouth because he does have an articulated head, so you can do the um, Akbar rah, 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 talk. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> <a trend. laughs> yeah, it does actually open a fair way too. Yeah, it's quite clever. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I think we've got an intro intro music to the next song uh, to to the to the episodes from now on. Is that Eddie doing his Admiral Akbar impersonation? <laughs> Uh, Scott, go and mute. Otherwise, you're just gonna like lose the plot. 
really you know, know, I think what I really like uh, about Star Wars Black and, and just having a play, you know, like we are now is – um, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about Marvel Legends. All three of us um, are, are still collecting those. Um, and you do feel like you get a bit more bang for your buck with the Star Wars Black because um, obviously a lot of reuse for uh, Marvel Legends with those you know half, same half a dozen bucks and pieces getting used again and again. Uh, and what you don't get, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more with the First Order officer, is just, you know, there's really nice elements like the drapery in, in the clothing. Like, you know, Akbar is uh, considerably older than, uh, than he was in Return of the Jedi. And, um, you know, it could be just me looking at this figure, but he's a, a little bit more portly than perhaps he was in his, uh, in his youth. Um, and, you know, his, his outfit actually kind of reflects that. And uh, I think the way they've sculpted the drapery, particularly in his sleeves, and then, of course, you know, the, that sort of traditional bulging where the pants go into the boots, um, it's actually really well done. It's it's really nicely detailed. Yeah, no, um, definitely. So even just little things like the leather straps on his uh, uh, boots not exactly lining up perfectly as they would in real life like the end of the strap would sort of hang a little bit lower as just some real or um you've got the pin on uh the top of his tunic there it sort of looks like it's pulling the clothes in a bit where it would be pinned on the inside just some very very nice detail going on and i've never really noticed before um but he's kind of got like these crustacean arms uh hanging Mm, through mm. there which is very cool. He does with those little kind of spiky yeah. bits like a lobster has coming off them. And, yeah, I think for me that the, the sculpt on this is flawless. Like I'm, I'm really quite impressed. Um, the, I think where it's let down for me, like you mentioned all that great paint, particularly on his, well, his flesh, his, his shell, his, uh, yeah. But those, as you said, the reds and salmons and all that sort of thing, it's all really, really nicely done. But unfortunately the rest of him is actually – pretty kind of dull like that sort of weird uh i don't know pea soup colored jacket he's wearing is actually cast in that color his pants are cast in that color and his boots are cast in sort of a a weird kind of brown but there's actually not a lot of highlighting going on in fact really the only other paint um is where the brown belt around his waist is part of the cast um green jacket when they've sort of painted over that with some brown paint um, and done a pretty good job on mine. It's actually not too bad at all. I kind of wonder if this isn't, say, like a technique of action figure um, manufacturing where you get certain characters like this where you can go a lot of detail on, the say, the head and the arms, and then you've got the base body that with a little bit less detail it makes – those points that you have detailed pop a bit more. Yeah. So if, yeah. if that sort of makes sense at all, like you don't really, a pea green tunic, you're not going to be really obsessing over the mm. washes or that too much. But without thinking about it consciously, it does make his head pop out a bit more um, with the details and being the more like, organic parts, it sort of uh, gives it a weird uh, optic illusion of being a lot more detailed than the whole of the figure actually is. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a few little sort of nice touches. Um, I actually like the fact that, uh, 
you know, the original figure uh, way, way back when I was a, a wee lad, his hands were in a really sort of awkward pose and he couldn't do much with them. But they've actually made the effort to sculpt his right hand um, so that he can actually hold his gun. So he does actually have a, trig- a trigger finger despite having this kind of webbing bet- between his fingers. And I didn't know this, but Admiral Akbar has six fingers. There you can go. I yeah, un- to make a sensible comment? Yes. Yep. Um, I've behave myself now. I think it's funny how your childhood uh, impressions of toys and things can really inform the way that you come to think of a character. Because um, mm. mm. you know, particularly like Star Wars, um, with some of these characters where they really didn't have massive amounts of screen time, and it was the yeah. toy that it was the toy that made them famous, right? Like so, yes. you know, like Gre- Greedo and that mm. sort of thing. And then when you actually like see the Star Wars black you know, sort of versions of them where they're all detailed, you know, sometimes you're like, well, that's not right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, and then, you know, you kind of have to go back because, you know, your point of reference is this, you know, really um, very uh, slimly detailed toy that you had when you were eight kind of thing. Um, so yeah. just things like his forearms um, and his hands is something that, yeah, that's not the way that I think about him, but, of course, that's totally correct. It's just... Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, I was actually quite sort of... Uh, just looking at the articulation, and, and one thing that kind of annoys me about articulation is that weird elbow, you know, I often complain about the elbow joint and the, um, the bicep cut that's sort of horizontal that means that you can sort of swing their arm out to the side, but the upper arm doesn't actually move, so it's really awkward. But um, mm. he always looks like he's got this weird kind of ratchet joint in his elbow, but it doesn't ratchet. It looks like it's got little ridges on it, but they don't actually do anything. I think that's meant to be texturing. Like if um, – because uh, normally – yeah, I was going to say hmm. texturing, but looking at it, it very much is sort of a ratchet, more mechanical yeah. piece. Yeah. But certainly plenty of articulation. I mean, some double-jointed knees mm. that are really discreet with those pants. They, um, they've they actually done a really good job of, uh, of hiding those and uh, some really good range. Like, you can't, you can't put his heel up against his, his Mon Calamari butt, but you can certainly get in the, the vicinity, and they lock pretty well too. Yeah. So, but He's actually got stuff. a fairly nice ball movement in his waist there too. He does. And sort of go, you can actually get a bit of... Yeah, the dancing going on with him. Yeah, that's right, and it's nicely hidden too in that that green tunic. So yeah. I, I think you know, from a design wise, he's um he's a very aesthetically pleasing figure. I have to say. Yeah, and he does uh, come with a blaster that's he does. Uh, sort of molded in a dark grey, and then does have some silver highlights on it. Uh, so as you mentioned, his hand is sculpted so he can hold it and actually look like he's pulling the trigger. Uh, mm. And the other hand, you can sort of flick up and get it into a nice sort of holding uh, position with the blaster. So uh, he has nowhere to store it. Yeah, which makes me wonder, hypothetical spoilers, if we might actually see some Akbar in action in the next Oh, look out. Coming through, so. Hypothetical spoilers. Yeah. You can scream Ali Akbar and go into combat. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) far out. (laughs) I know. Oh, look. Oh, send all your letters. Views and opinions expressed on that. Yeah, send it. Yeah. Marvelous. Sorry, Albert. 
I was going to mention his rank badge. Like he, what does actually break up that pea soup uh, jacket of his is uh, he has a little blue rank uh, badge on his kind of top left sort of upper chest or whatever uh, Mon Calamari chests are called. And, of course, you know, he's a grand admiral now. So that um, that does break that up. It's painted in a couple of blues and has a couple of nice little sculpy bits in there. So, yeah, looks good. Yeah. Uh, now, if you wanted to have someone for him to fight against, though, uh, we do also have the First Order uh, officer here uh, as well that he comes packed with, uh, Dylan. Uh, now, we're talking about reuses. I haven't got him in hand, but I'm fairly confident, and I would say it's a safe bet that this is a reuse of the uh, Episode 8 Finn figure uh, from mm. the neck down and uh, with a new head sculpt. Uh, and this is one I do like this figure. It is nice to have a generic officer trooper for the display but one thing with this new black series they have been using that uh 3d scanning for the head sculpts and this head feels like it's a bit more of a just classically sculpted one so i do feel he stands out a little bit uh in terms of the more recent figures but fits in better with the older uh, Star Wars black uh, figures in terms of his face design. Yeah, he feels, I think if, you know, uh, English actor Vinnie Jones, I think if yep. Vinnie Jones had like a, a younger, sadder, smaller brother, this would be him. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just got that kind of look about him. <laughs> Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Mini, Mini Jones. Mini Vinnie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a nice sculpt though. Uh, I haven't actually got the fin figure, but um, I'm actually liking what I'm seeing here. There's some, um, uh, you know, again I mentioned uh, earlier the drapery is um, is present here as well, and it looks really really good. In particular, he's wearing those. Um, I don't know what are they, Scott? What's the proper term? Jodpers or something? Uh, the big sort oh, of bloomy well, yes. pants, or something uh, like that. Uh, I don't know. The maybe, big... yeah, mm. maybe maybe jodpers. Yeah. Anyway, he's wearing those pants that he's going horse riding, even though there's probably no space horses for him to ride anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're tucked into his uh, knee-high boots, and they're, they're sort of stuffed in there, and they look really, really good. Uh, and once again, they've actually managed to get the double-jointed knees, and they're very, very discreet. I'm, I'm really quite impressed with that. Yeah, they're sort of hidden in the uh, ruffles of the jumpers mm. uh, there. So Yeah, good work. Yeah. Uh, now, I do have a little bit of complete sculpting-wise in that, uh, like Akbar, he comes with his blaster, uh, but I, and he's got a trigger fin finger, but I haven't really been able to get him to get the finger through the blaster's yeah. trigger hole. Um, At least it's flexible, and you've actually got some give there, and you can move it around a bit. Mm. I tell you what's what um, is driving me bananas about this figure is he has a, a coat on, and so his um, coat comes down, sort of uh, just I guess starting to sort of hit his thighs, and uh, you know it's all very um, you know very reminiscent of the original Star Wars. So in thirty odd years, they haven't changed their uh, their look much. They're still sort of very I don't know almost inspired by the the SS kind of thing to make them even more menacing. Um, 
but he's actually broken up at the waist with a, a, a torso joint, which is actually um, very discreet behind a belt. But he's got this belt on, and there's a belt buckle that's painted in a metallic. It's actually really dark. You wouldn't say metallic gold because it's um, it's not quite bright enough to be metallic gold. But the belt buckle's off center, and it's mm. it's it's stressing my OCD. On see, so mine's fairly on center. Oh my god! So I'm gonna could, have to go back and get another one. Yeah, it could be, and um, but it, it is also weird because mine's very much a dark grey. I really don't have any gold in mine. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe it's just my lamp. The, the lamp. Uh, yeah, it could be my lamp. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe, but, maybe, yeah, there might be a variant. Uh, <laughs> he does have grey and gold um, metallic paint on uh, the pens on his chest because his work must be like my work where pens just get nicked all the time. So if you have a pen, you just keep it on. You're well yeah. done. Now, do, do you um, reckon that that's actually his rank insignia? Like, is that the new version of ranks? So these little sort of metal pins no, stuck in those holes? Surely these, he doesn't need four, four pins. These, I'm pretty sure, are one of those things that if you actually like Wikipedia, uh, there's been like a million different writers that have had their take on what these things actually are from mm. uh, sort of like Hydra spanner tools to – uh, space pens to, as you said, rank to uh, I don't know, food capsules. It feels like every other writer goes, you know, what, I'm <laughs> going to finally answer what the hell those cylinders are on the Imperials uh, shirt. So, uh, okay. So does does that mean that little uh, band around his left forearm maybe is the rank insignia? So he's got that coat on that we mentioned before, and then he's got what looks like a, a friendship bracelet. Around his left forearm, which is um, which is very nicely done. The the detail in that, as you mentioned, Eddie, with that writing, is incredibly fine. So it's uh, it's very well applied. Yeah, I think that's just his, you know, first day name tag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you find me, please ring this number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's actually not a lot of paint going on with this guy. Like once again, we've got um, you know, completely cast in that really really dark gray um you know plastic and the uh the, the part of his uniform that comes out from under his belt is um, in that flexible plastic which is really really nice but his boots um are in i'd say a cast in a, a very very um nice uh gloss black and then they've just painted the the little bit above um, his boots where that, that sort of attached to that joint, that knee joint, they've painted it grey to match the, the cast grey above, and they've actually done a, a quite a good job there. But other than that, there's really not a lot of paint going on, is there? There's little touches on his space pens. Um, I and actually of course- really like uh, his, the paint on his head. Uh, mm. So he has sort of uh, some nice application of uh, different tonal change for the lips. He's got sort of a little bit of yeah, uh, coloured on the irises, and he's got a bit of bushy eyebrow design going on there, where it's a bit jagged at the top, and then he's got sort of the shaved hair look around uh, his head, where you sort of see it fade off as yeah. it gets. Uh, Go on, Men- mention the hat. Mention the uh, hat, and he's got a removable hat. Hooray! <laughs> has uh, the little first order uh, butthole insignia. 
there yeah. on God, the it's top. tiny, isn't it? Yeah. That really is fine detail. I'm actually really impressed. I didn't even realise when I was looking at this figure before that the uh, the hat was removable until I looked at your uh, reference photos and then saw him without the hat. And it's actually really quite thin. So, you know, in the past when characters have had removable helmets, they've had to do these miniature heads to fit the helmet or you've got this giant helmet that fits over a regular head. And so it's always been one of those kind of issues. And I think sometimes they've gotten around that by actually having swap out heads, um, which just makes it a bit easier. But this time they've Mm. actually delivered the goods because he's got a normal sized head and then that cap is actually quite thin and it just, just sort of fits over the top really, really nicely. I think there's a a little bit of optic illusion going on because the hat has sort of the Kyle, fold-up parts, mm. and so it's sort of where in real life it would be double padded uh, on the inside on the plastic of the toy. It's actually just thin yeah. against the wall of the outer part uh, there, but it, it is some nice uh, sculpting tricking going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually really impressed. This is a nice figure. I, I hope they actually give us enough flexibility that we can actually uh, army build these. I mean, you know, you can have one with hat and one without, but then you're sort of a bit... Uh, um, you know, stuck for anything in terms of variety, unless you want to get out your, your markers and, you know, add a beard or something. But um, mm. And he does come with a, a tiny little blaster. He comes with, like, with a little embarrassing blaster, but uh, unlike Akbar, he's got somewhere to put it. Yeah. Uh, now, with the blaster in this uh, holster, I am a little concerned that I'm going to get some warping over time. It doesn't sit uh, mm. really flush up against him there. It sort of bends on the uh, lower thigh and... Uh, the upper part of the chest. So yeah. uh, I do find myself sort of fiddling with it when I leave him that it's not as little stuck yeah. in a bent position as possible. I'm I'm really enjoying how they are obviously staying true to the source material and, and getting all this sort of wrinkle and drapery in the clothing and everything. But at the same time, um, they're still managing to maintain all of that um, articulation, like I, I can get sort of full range of movement in the shoulders. Um, and as I said, those knees are really, really well done. We get Vonner ankles on both figures, so standing them up is, is not a problem. Like that, you know, honestly, these are quite a quite a joy to play with. Yeah, I, I actually think this uh, sort of Episode 8 era up, they're really starting to step up the game uh, even more again, like with these 3D... Uh, face sculpts coming in for a lot of the actors have been really fantastic. And uh, as you mentioned, like using optical tricks like the drapery, like the folds in the hat to get these little things in and done there, they're really impressing me uh, yeah. on what they're doing here. Yeah. I think really the only thing that lets me down here is the, the box is actually pretty dull. I, uh, once you, you slide that inner tray out of the box, you've, you've just got this giant plastic tray that almost feels like it's 50% bigger than it should be on this really dull red cardboard background. I mean, you know, it works. It, it, it's, it catches your eye on the shelf because of the, that mm. sort of black and red that we now know, you know, for Star Wars Black. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I am surprised. I expected them to change it for this movie. It felt like every two years they were mm. throwing in a different design. But uh I guess they're running with it for a while now. Yeah, yeah, not very nice. I, I'm, I'm sort of pleased that I pick one of these up now. Yeah, I, I am a big Akbar fan, and but I am saving my Akbar dollars 
for <laughs> a jumbo vintage Akbar, um, ah. which is hard to find. Um, I have actually come across one once somewhere where there was no way I could get it home, like traveling, mm. which is disappointing. Um, but, you know, I think it, going back to what I said before, it's funny how you get something stuck in your mind as this is the thing that I love. And it's <laughs> that, you know, it's that white suit, um, poorly detailed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and a lot of the, a lot of the jumbo ones, you know, you kind of look at it and it, it really just exposes all of the shortcomings of that uh, <laughs> original design. Um, but I just have such sentimental, um, you know, cause in my imaginative play with those toys, you know, lucky after, after a while, you're kind of your standard Luke and Han heroes. I got a bit bored with, and so you just you mm. you, you, you know, Akbar became like one of my main good guys. You know, like um, yeah. so yeah, that's what I'll be saving my dollars for. But thank you so much for that, guys. It's always fun to hear you talking about these things. And I think we will take a very short break and then come back with a bit of feedback before we wrap up this episode. Well, we love hearing from you, whether it is on Facebook or on Twitter, where we are at AF Blues on Instagram, um, Carrier Pigeon. Uh, please stop throwing rocks with notes through Eddie's window. He's poor and he can't replace the glass anymore. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, but, um, you know, whatever other method um, is fine. Uh, and we got an email this week. Oh, from Dylan. I wonder if it's the yeah, figure guy. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, are you out there? <laughs> and this is a really good question, actually. I'm glad that you brought this up. He says, hey, guys, I just wanted to drop a line as I've been listening for years now, but have never written in. Reason being is that I usually listen while I'm driving. So mostly I think of what I'd like to say and then never get around to doing it. Well, thank you for not emailing while you are driving, Dylan, because that would be unsafe. And please don't follow my behavior. <clears throat> anyway, um, first off, thank you for the show. Every week now, I know I can count on some new AFB goodness, and I always enjoy it. To my question, having listened from the beginning, there are sometimes changes of hosts and people we don't hear from anymore, and I was wondering if it ever gets mentions when hosts change, as I don't recall. I just wanted to ask, as obviously we listen every week and get to know people, and it's sad when we don't hear them anymore. Maybe it would be nice to give them a proper goodbye or at least a mention. Again, thanks so much for the show. It's the best action figure podcast out there and always a highlight of the week. Dylan from Wisconsin, USA. That's a very good question. The only yeah, person that yes, the only person that uh, has ever permanently left the show was Albert the intern who we killed off last week. Um, <laughs> very very sad. <laughs> Obviously, um, times was it Albert or so I can't remember the guy's name. No wonder he died. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> Maybe he killed himself because we couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mm. Arnold. Okay, we'll, we'll create a memorial wing of the AFB headquarters for you, Arnold. In the um, arms of an angel. Oh, so, um, uh. so, 
we have had a couple of our um, our original hosts, Andy and Eli, who you don't hear anymore, but um, no one's ever actually quit the show. Sometimes just life changes, people move. Um, yeah. Eli, yeah, Eli's moved into yeah. a very recording unfriendly time zone on the other side of the um, uh, country. Um, but yeah, I, still I stay in touch with Andy, and yeah, he, yeah Andy's um, Andy. He he's never been a big Marvel fan. He's um, was always sort of DC, and he, he got very um, uh, yeah. He, he he drifted more and more away from the comics. But um, one thing that Andy never really mentioned on the show is that he's actually a, a huge fan of historical um, figures. And he moved more and more into one six scale um, historical figures, and so uh, yeah, he's still around, and he he kit bashes like Roman legionnaires and and things like that, and paints them, and yeah, he's he's more in that space now. Yep, and Eli um actually still is involved with the show behind the scenes because he um coordinates the hosting of all of our files, and whenever I get stuck. Um, with a technical thing in getting the show uploaded to iTunes, etc., he is the person that I call, usually in tears, to help. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, so still, still around. Um, so yeah, we we have never kind of said goodbye to anyone because um, no one's ever actually left. Just life changes sometimes. Um, yeah. We are coming up to mm. our three hundredth episode. And you never know who you might hear from um, on a special mm. occasion. Yeah, I can uh, understand it as a listener, though, because I am a fan of many, many, many uh, podcasts and have been listening to a lot of them for 10 plus years now. And you do get those moments where um, hosts sometimes do. Uh, drop off and it can be you know for just periods of time but it's often something behind the scenes that as you mentioned like unfriendly time zones or pieces like that that sort of come through and usually it means like as you said they haven't left and they're there somewhere it's just not quite quitting so there's no official goodbye so yeah. uh, those behind and have yeah. an idea what's going on, but uh, we we can forget from the listener's perspective. Like, yeah, we don't know what's happened to that. Has there yeah. been a fight? Is there anything? And when we were more which... organised, we used to be better at having some of our occasional guest friends on the show as well. Um, but you know, life um, happens. <laughs> People <laughs> yeah. have children, and you know all that kind of thing. So um, we, you know, I think um, the, the phase that we're in right now is a different kind of phase of hey let's just get together and and talk because it's fun <laughs> yeah but people seem to be enjoying it so that's all that's all good you're still listening and we're still enjoying doing it for you but thank you dylan yeah. for that question and it's really oh my gosh we've nearly done 300 episodes it's yeah. almost there it's, wow. it's yeah mm. without missing those? a week no, Without that's right. Week, that's getting close, yeah. getting close. Yeah, go, go uh, close yeah. there one. Come close yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, you might have noticed <laughs> that. Yeah, the the um upload date has slidden a couple of days backwards, but that's just my schedule at the moment. So, um, well, we but yeah, it's a it's a nice little kind of thing to have of like, hey, we, you know, it's a good motivator to get something out there. So, 
Um, but we yep. en- we enjoy doing it because we like talking to each other, but we also enjoy doing it for you guys. So thank you so much. Hmm. And with that, I reckon that we need to go and tend to the rest of our lives. I have Morris, the dramatic kitten in here. He's not a kitten. He's eight <laughs> years old, but he's the youngest cat. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for wow. the casting call. I know. I'm just waiting for the casting call when they say, we need a cat that can act like it's never been fed in its entire life. Because <laughs> I, like, this cat can can emotionally manipulate anyone into feeding him. Because he just... Oh, gosh. I, I remember when he was a kitten. Yeah. Yeah, we got I, him right I, before we left Canberra. I can remember, yeah, yeah, being at your place, and he just came along and flopped in my lap for, like, the whole yeah. night. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Eight years ago. Him, yeah, I found him. Um, <laughs> did you feed him? The... Did he did he trick you into feeding? No, I don't remember. I think he was because uh, he was a kitten. He was just exhausted. Yeah, he he. I found him in the Toys R Us car park at the one out near the airport. In, mm. in I don't know if it's still there, but um, the uh, I was uh, on some desperate mission trying to find a birthday gift. You know, as you do. You also have that one thing on the present list that you think, oh, well, I'll just pick that up wherever because I won't have any trouble finding it. And then that's <laughs> the thing that you end up going to 40 stores and you're like begging and crying by the end. I need a Tamagotchi or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and so I was out there and this little kitten, I actually thought it was like paper or something blowing in the car park. And this little gray kitten was out there abandoned and I took him. Um, somewhere, but nobody claimed him, and so he came to live with us. I couldn't uh. find you your Tamagotchi, so here's an actual kitten. And it's been pooping ever since. Yeah. <laughs> on, on that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Alrighty, bye. Journey. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Hey, let's make a podcast. Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Wednesday, the 18th of November. No, that's the 18th. Eddie, did you type the month? No. (laughs) I didn't. Really? You said 18th, and it's the 8th, by the way. Well, of course, it's all confusing.